Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I need to find a second here. Well, Holding is going to hurl himself into Michael Oliver's book there. I think he was getting a yellow card for the... Honestly, during the game, I didn't see it. I mean, to be fair, though, on the weekend, on Sunday, what I would have done with Maitland-Niles is uh, not played him in midfield. I've just got him to man-mark Son and... Uh, I don't think Son would have had, a, had an easy, just that run and, and shot. But, you know, that goal he scored, I just think Maitland-Niles would have been able to keep up with him. Just say, literally detail him and stay, get some Pritt stick or some sellotape and stick yourself to his top <laughs> the whole game. Pritt stick, oh, Pritt stick. Yeah, or copy deck. Copy deck. Gloy gum. So, another really strange thing is why play Mustafi at all? Because he's a hundred percent going. It's not January, yeah. then he's going in the summer. He's not. He's not the future. So why play him? Why not give it the minutes to someone that's definitely going to be sticking around? Because I'll take a of that, didn't he? Getting close to lead. That's the Saliba, didn't he? Into his squad. Does anyone know? If um, get um, Louise is fit for Saturday, uh, it's been said far as no, the Before we find out on Friday or Saturday when he's he had his press conference mm. for the for Sunday's game. Oh, for Mark, Mark's asking, have we have we spoke about the return to the three four three being a likely return to his first for, return to return to this? He would have done it. He would have done it on Sunday, wouldn't he? He would have done it on Sunday if he was going to do it. Mm. He should have done it on Sunday, really. Um, but I can't see him diverting away from it now because it will make himself look even weaker than he does at the moment in this current situation. Mm. Uh, it'll be, it'll be, that will literally be, what he thinks is going to win the game. Hmm. I know, if he did that again, if he did that against Burnley, I mean, he'd just get ridiculed because he should have done it against Spurs. I mean, why would you play a 4-3 against Burnley? And it, it, that will literally be the last straw with regards to. It don't matter to me. Ooh, Vienna. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> yeah, we've got. Got to change a bit slow then. But yeah, Macy on the bench, Hen on the bench, Saka, Sabias, Holding, Budigan, Cottrell, and Aziz. Holding then. Oh, Cottrell. Um... Where's he played? Centre half, was he? Cottrell? Cottrell, no, Cottrell's like a, 
He was likened, but I can't remember who it was now. Likened by maybe George Bird or someone like that who said that Cottrell is a you know playing style similar to like a Gerard from midfield. But you, again, clearly, you know, not to that standard at the moment. But he's a very exciting player. He's very small, but he is um, a good oh, powerful runner, play. ball carrier. He left ball. Uh, he play against um, uh, yeah. on left back on near, on left oh. side. No, he's a left footer. I'm sure. Yeah, of that's it. the one. So he may have bringing on Balogun. He's uh, bringing on Balogun and Sabayos. Yeah, Balogun, Sabayos. Balogun's gonna play centre half, I reckon. <laughs> Even much. Why Sabayos though? Why not Aziz? Why not Aziz? Oh, why Sabayos? Literally the same why? question, Mike. Will Sabayos on why? Question mark. Question mark. Why not? Is this what? That's just—it's just so annoying. Really, what can what are we going to learn from putting Sabios on? Uh, I mean, I know Sabios has actually been really good in the uh, when he's come on in the Europa League. He's looked really uh, yeah. quite creative. He's been playing higher up the pitch, but put his on, see what he can do. It does amazing, really does. But at least we're getting Balogun. <sighs> Not a hope. I did say earlier, Balogun could score four. Smithrow make them all still. No chance of playing on Sunday. We know Arteta will start with awful Xhaka, Willian, Bellerin, Laka and Uber. Well, at the moment, that's what it looks like because, uh, mm. you know, Xhaka's not playing, you know. So he'll probably oh, go on. He'll play on Sunday since he's rested. Well, what I said yesterday, my show yesterday, I said, uh, ideally, in an ideal world, what I would have loved to have seen tonight is the whole team that's, that played against Tottenham be forced to play tonight. And the mm. ones that played really well in the Europa League last week, let them play against Burnley. El Neni for Sabayos. Or Sabayos for El Neni, sorry. I did, I was nearly there, wasn't I? Did the... <laughs> But but he should have brought on his ease instead of Sabayos. The old desperate Dan at the back for Dundalk again. Mm. Oh, desperate Dan. <laughs> <laughs> when do we play our next the the round matches? When are they? Are they in the year? Uh, February, February, yeah. February, isn't it? February, blah. Yeah. Blah. I'm going to miss these Thursday games. Yeah, it's going to be a bit of fun, isn't it? <laughs> mm. Play. Yeah, it's going to be a real hard slog over the Christmas period. It's going to be really mm. tough, I think. It'll be a hard watch. These have been a nice light relief, haven't they? These uh, get in there. Who is that? Oh, it's Willock. I think Balogun made it, actually. I think he held it up in the box. I'll have to have another look. Yet another goal from Willock, which is uh, probably puts him maybe as near oh, enough our top scorer of the season. Or assist from Balogun. Yeah, Balogun held it up well, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, really good. Absolutely fantastic. Hold up. 
Yeah. Yeah. Two players really on him, one, one in front of him as well. So he had three players around him. Big lads, didn't they? Yeah. Big lads, Harry. Keeper was dodgy keeper, though. See, it, and whatever you say about Willock, he may not have had, he's had a really quiet match, but he's come up with a goal again. You know, you can't knock mm. him from goal scoring midfielder, which we, no. we haven't got. You know, what I keep saying. Mike's happy as well in the chat. Steve, John's saying at last. Russ is absolutely ecstatic. And yes, yeah, that was to say the good hold up play from Balogun. Mm. Mm. That's a fantastic hold up play. I do like the look yeah, of Barry as well. Oh, taken out there. Oh, that was oh, nasty. Come on. That was horrible. Oh, I just, uh, what? And uh, that was going, horrible. Going, sorry, go in the chat to say, also, yes, Bellingham held up the ball. Notice that Laka, Uber, Eddie, and Arsenal scores. Hmm. Oh. I've so just seen that. Disgraceful. He's got up though, right? Wasn't even a free kick. Wasn't even a free kick. Well, he played on, didn't he? Played on. Well, he should have brought it back when it came to nothing. That's what he normally do. Decent refs. They'll let it go on for a little while. When if it comes to nothing, they'll draw it back. Not even booking. Nothing. Bloody joke. <sighs> Come on, Arsenal. Uh, Mustafi there out on the left wing. They're booking him now, I think. Good. David O'Cleary got booked. <laughs> I'm <just> literally <laughs> thinking the same thing. <laughs> he put his finger up like one the defender. Put his, that's the first time I've poleaxed on one ref. <laughs> as a defence yeah. first time I've sent someone six feet through the air what's the matter with you yeah. <laughs> call yourself a ref <laughs> <laughs> clearly misses next match yeah. well that's, uh, that's handy considering it's the last match of the group I don't be worrying about that too much until next season that, oops they're a poor team this team aren't they and Mark Green's popped up and saying that's why you should start Balogun over all three of them. Hmm. Hmm. I, I, that's what I said to them. What was it? I, I think, but what, what kind of uh, message would it send out if he actually if, dropped oh, Bamiang yeah. and put Balogun in his place? That'd be hmm. great. Give him a kick up the arse that he needs. I don't care whether he's captain or not. He's playing crap. So... It deserves to be dropped. Come on. Bring on Aziz now. Come on, 70 minutes. Let's bring on Aziz. I know. Please, please, please. Well bring played, on Aziz. Yeah, yeah please. Aziz, please, Aziz. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well done, Balogun. Nice hold up. Showing your strength. Just get the confidence of showing your strength. That's all right. 
Yeah, Huggy as well. Uh, Huggy Jr. If anyone knows what I'm on about. Hadji, you mean? Hadji, Hadji, oh, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> Huggy Bear. <laughs> yeah, I think that's all about Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, dear. Well played, Cedric. Cedric's a proper footballer, you know. I really like him. He's having another really good game, in my opinion. He, he's, he did really well there, didn't he? Yeah, he's got a football brain. Yeah. Who's come on? Got an Arsenal beat. Is it Cottrell's come on, I think? Yeah, yeah that's Cottrell's kind of nice to see. Smith throw off Cottrell, yeah. I'd like, I'd like to see uh, Aziz, though, please, as well. That'd be nice. You can't have everything, Andrew, all right? You're only allowed three out of four. No, they're five. No. In Europe, no. no, they're five. Why take him all the way there if you've got no intention of playing him when we don't even need... We, we could lose 10-0 and still win the group. I mean, that makes sense to me. Yeah, Brownie's also saying the best thing for Brownie is just dust unsub from that channel and don't go back on it then. <laughs> and also, yeah. uh, that's the same, Brownie, do you have the Arsenal membership all paid up? Probably <laughs> <laughs> washed. Take the clean off it. Genius, come on. 4-1. Bad again. Oh, yeah. Uh, we can't use this, we can't use him, we can't use him, it's just, oh, can't, we can't use him. <laughs> No, he's too good. He scores goals. We don't want to be doing that sort of stuff, do we? You can't use... You know what I like about that goal? Yeah. He asked for it. He no, knew exactly where he wanted it. That's nice. Yeah, Pepe did nice. Pepe did, uh, did well in the build-up as well, which is good. Pepe did well, and, he sh and this geezer, Balogun, had a lot of space in the area. You look at his intelligent God. money. Look, 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 give it to him. That's it. Good run, yeah. Oh, it's lagging again. <laughs> how often do we see, I know it's a poorer team, but how often do we see our forwards get so much space in the area? They don't, they run to the defenders. Mm. Put I mean, to nice be fair, though, you have to admit, it's really poor defending. I bet oh, it's yeah. really poor defending. I mean, he's left on his own completely. Oh. But um, it's good movement. Good movement, a good finish. What's how it was his body up as well? Is that... The composure as well. Yeah, very good for composure. Yeah. I think we can relax now, boys. Feet up. Yeah, I think we can relax. No, Maybe no. Get another it's not all in well, Anything can happen. We still lose yeah, five nice four. Finish. Just a yeah, highlight again now. Nice finish. Yeah, Balogun. It was a nice finish. Gary's saying in the chat, Balogun, one <laughs> goal, one assist. Laka, Eddie, pack your bags. <laughs> Uh, four one Balogun is too good for the Premier League, so he have to sit on, sit out on Sunday. We don't want him to get above his station now, do we? So yeah. let's uh, put him back a bit or two. Uh, God forbid he might help us win a game, but no, <laughs> yeah, he can't we've got play. We've got to give, give Burnley a fair crack of the whip, you know. We've got to, we can't play him. <laughs> We don't want to be scoring goals and all that sort of nonsense. Goals? What are goals? Exactly, in yeah. In the Premier League sense, anyway. He's, um, 
up until now, I thought Mari would look really, really good and solid again. That was yeah. just a. Yeah, I do. I was. I actually there. was going to say that before. I thought we'd had a good game. Looks strong. Mm. I do. I really like him. He's got really good pass on him as well. He's obviously yeah. just uh, switched off there, which is a shame. Yeah. Uh, Sean's also saying in the chat, looks like I'll take was considering fast tracking some of these young stu- youngsters. <laughs> it's easier to coach youngsters that put that players that are set in their ways. I would much, much, much rather watch these every week. Hmm. Most of the first team at the moment. Play with some freedom, play with some pride. You know, I'm not not going to man when he's down, but I'd rather see the Cedric play on Sunday. Yeah, I would as well. Probably They need to learn that they need to all fight for their places. And if they're not... Delivering, they need to be replaced, and the, the, only, the only way they're going to get any better, you know, and try and fight their way mm. back into the first. <laughs> How old is this? How old is he? 18, 19? Eight, 18. Mm. Wow. He's yeah. only, just, only just, I think, as well. Literally just turned 18. This is easy. Oh, sorry, I'm on, I'm on a different time frame. But I saw that turn. It was lovely. Mm. That turn away from yeah. the, the midfield running in. It was lovely. Yeah. Really smart, wasn't it? Really composed. Confident. Mm. It's demanding the ball as well, which is quite mm. nice to see. Mm. Yep. He's, uh, that's what I mean. He, he was brilliant on... Uh, he's been brilliant all season, really. Got a nice foul there. Oh, come on, yeah. Four minutes. Quatro minutes. Quatro minutes. Come on, come on, lads, come on. Bang it up, make it 5-2. As he looks better than Jacques already, says Mark in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, make it all forward. He's on the red shirt, Jacques, he's yeah. I'm, I'm not even. I don't even know whether that comment was supposed to be tongue in cheek. But I would have him every day of the week ahead yeah. of Jacker. Every day. But what would you rather watch? You know, someone that's got you know like that, exciting, good on the ball, mm. got, can run. Oh, we got only three men offside from this free kick. Only <laughs> three. But also, uh, Steve's in the chat saying Cottrell looks about twelve. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. Oh yes. Five. No, oh. outside. Outside. Uh, oh, it's unlucky. He's had a decent game as well, considering it's uh, hardly played for a year. Chambers, isn't he? he, didn't really he put off foot wrong, did he? Hi, Cedric. And the good thing about the, the other good thing about Aziz is, the, uh, the, have you heard the? Um, there's, a, there's an interview that he did with um, Gabriel Marcotti. And uh, such a determined guy. He's got so much um, ambition. He, he said, I'm not going to stop until, you know, I become the best in my position in the world. And uh, he, the way he speaks is just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. He's got, he, he's got a similar sort of attitude to, you know, Martinelli and, and stuff like that. They're determined to become one of the best. So that's what I like about him as well. 
Would you play Marcinelli on a sub on Sunday? Just put him a sub. Uh, no, I'll give him another run out. I'll give him another couple of run run outs in the under twenty three first. To be honest, the but, last thing we want to do is put him back. <laughs> I'm not saying to play him definitely, but you know, a ten minute run out if we need if need be. I would rather um, play someone like Balak who's fully fit. You know, I'd I'd, mm. I'd just ease Martinelli back in a bit because. I couldn't bear the thought of him, you know, breaking down again like, like what happened to Party. Oh, just uh, I don't know where I cope. So Balogun's done a done oh, a job, hasn't he? Cedric. Mm. Nuts. Oh, he looks the business. Yeah, Balogun has done a job. Last game he comes in and scores <laughs> on his first touch, and this game he comes in and scores again. I mean, he, what what else can he do to to show Can't to show that. Arteta? Yeah. The thing is, what I like got about two goals goals. Goals. I like his hold-up play. Yeah. Hmm. Also, two goals in forty minutes. Yeah. Two goals in yeah. forty minutes is impressive. Very impressive. Hmm. Oh, I'll tell you something. He's got some moves this disease. I'm telling you, he's got a couple of moves. Oh, oh that man. was poor. Cottrell's having a mare. He's having a night one. Oh, come on, Ben. He. Yeah, and he's, uh, that's a shame. I feel sorry for the lad because he's uh, a good player as well. Yeah, it's just not that happening. No, I don't want to make excuses either, but that pitch is awful. It's literally cut up to bits now yeah. as well. But no, he's he's having a he's yeah, he's having a mare, which is a real shame for him. But Aziz, yeah, he's the real deal. He looks like it. Now I know it's a poor team. Blah blah blah. But he's made the step up now to the first team against a very poor team. And he, he looked quite good, yeah. didn't he? The touches, the movement. He did. So oh, he only had eight minutes. Russ. Maybe a couple of players might affect selection. Mm-hmm. Now, Nelly taking it off. Ketio, both taking off after six. He looks like a puppet out of Thunderbirds or something, doesn't he, old Keown now? Yeah. Those glasses. Well, <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, Mulder have qualified for the next round as well. Sets it and spins. Just think he's he's one of those players that I think he just gives them something different. And I just uh, he, he was really good to watch today. Brilliant. What about Dundalk? Blue, we know it's a difficult time, but at 14 of those. Uh, Owen Hargreaves looks yeah. like he should be working in an art gallery or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That's a decent run out, isn't it, for the lads? So. Yeah. yeah. And Balogun is, Balogun is showing he can he can be given a chance, I think. Yeah, he can make that step up if given, yeah. He will give us something if he's given the chance, yeah. Well, I imagine play. Balogun and Martin. Uh, Balogun, Martinelli, and Saka up front. Oh, or Aziz. Aziz, you've got a real skills. Look, imagine Aziz coming in there. He's in the midfield as well, yeah. He's, uh, he's a deep-lying midfielder, uh, Aziz. He's not like uh, he, it's not a box-to-box. He's more of a, a playmaker at the back, really, and defend, uh, more defensive. Um, but he's got such a good pass on him as well. Really, really good range of passing. Uh, he'll be a player's blood into the team as well. Imagine that him partnering either El Nene or Partey going full time as well. 
ways played. Yeah. Like, you know, it's still. What uh, let him down previously was his uh, actual defensive work and, you know, his tackling and, yeah. and really stuck in. But he's, he's come on in leaps and bounds this uh, last sort of few months. Um, he's so much better at that now. He's not the finished article by any means, but he's not going to get that until he get, gets more experience. And um, he's, he's just, he moved up really quickly from the under-18s to the under-23s. But he all, he's basically looking too good for the under-23s already as well. So he really should be playing more of a part in the first team. And the good thing is, he is they are doing that. I mean, they're, they're, he's training now with the first team every day. So I just, I just, I'm not one of these people that think that age should hold players back. I, I think that if you, you've got something who, special. Who was it that in, said? Um, who was it that said? Well, if you're old enough, if 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 you're good enough, you're old enough. He basically said, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. If you're good enough, you're old enough. Yeah. I believe in that completely. I really do. I, I, you can spot the ones that have got that little bit extra, you know, the the, the real quality, the X Factor players. And when they when you've got some of those, you need to hold on to them for uh, for dear life and and put faith in them. I'm not saying I overplay them and all that sort of stuff, but you've got to start integrating them quickly because uh, in this day and age, they could be. I mean, we've not got Balogun. So he literally in a few weeks' time can negotiate to leave on a free. In January, mm. and and that sort of thing. I mean that that is not down to the club. That is down to what Arsene Wenger predicted that it will be happening more and more and more because of the Bosman ruling, and people can earn more money by do by leaving on a free. And he predicted it uh, probably over ten years ago, didn't he? Ten fifteen years ago, Arsene Wenger, and it's it's all yeah. come true. But we need if if we're getting him. Apparently, he's changing his mind, so we need to get him tied down. And the only way you do that with these young players is, is to play them. And we, we cannot afford to lose players like that. Yeah, yeah. true. We've got a question, a question before we wrap things up. We've got a question here from I've got to try and play next person, but Ali, um, give, give, got, got, uh, guys, got a question. Um, what, who would be your best 11 of all time? You don't need to answer if you don't want to. Of Arsenal players, I take it. We'll be Arsenal. Yeah, we'll go for Arsenal this time. Yeah, for, for an all-time uh, outside of Arsenal, I'll do for another stream over the weekend or something on Sunday. But yeah, for Arsenal-wise, yeah, we we'll do Arsenal now. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to go first, or? Uh, yeah, you can go first. Yeah. I mean, I might, I might make mistakes. I might forget someone, but it's just off the top of my head. I will go. David Seaman in, in goal. Left back, I'm sorry to say, actually Cole. Yeah. Yeah, what happened afterwards when he was at Arsenal, he was the best player in the world in his mm. position. Right back, uh it's quite a tough one actually. Um uh, quite a tough one at right back. Because when I first started watching, I, I Viv Anderson was incredible at right back. And mm. really, really good. Um, but then you obviously got Lee Dixon, who had the longevity in his career. I'll have to go mm. with Dixon. But special honourable mention to Lauren and, mm. as I said, Viv Anderson. Mm. Centre back, yeah. Adams and Campbell at the back. Yeah. Uh, 
Right, I'm going to do a four-four-two. Right midfield, David Rowcastle, my favourite yeah. player of all time. Um, left wing, I would have to go Perez. Mm-hmm. Central midfield. Uh, <coughs> this, is, this is my my favourites. I'm saying they're the best ever. Uh, but my favourite mm-hmm. have to be Vieira and. Wilshire in the middle of the park. I was so excited about Jack Wilshire when he came through. Yeah. Such a shame what happened to him. Um, yeah, he was amazing. So talented. so talented. I was so proud of him. Like, you know, God, for him to come through and uh, literally, he could have been one of the best English midfielders we've ever seen. I'm not, I'm not even yeah. joking. That good. No, it's just um, a shame about that injury. Well, all those injuries basically, but he had a few. Yeah. Hundred percent, yeah. And um, up front, he did. He did. Uh, Sean, he did mention Rocky on the right side. I did. Yeah, he's my first name on a team sheet. Rock David mm-hmm. Rockcast, literally. Uh, it's got to be up front. Ian Wright and Dennis Bergkamp. Hmm. And clearly, Henri, but I'm talking about how players make me feel and uh, how much I love them. And uh, as much as I do love Henri, I think there's that extra special feeling about Ian Wright when he was playing for us. And he's such a good finisher. I mean, what a finisher. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's been my all-time... 11, just off the top of my head, about players that I loved. Well, Brownie's, Brownie's a good uh, Limpar fan in the chat. No, Limpar was I, a great player. I should have said that. I should have said a special honourable mention to Limpar. Mm. Uh, but, I mean, I absolutely adored Anders Limpar as well. And Brian Marwood back in the day, but for a, mm. a season or so, he was on fire. But mm. you cannot say, I mean, Perez was just out this world on that left hand. Yeah. I mean, God, imagine like having Perez and Jungberg in this day and age where they used to regularly score, say, 15 goals each a season from midfield. Yeah. I mean, I mean, plus obviously all the assists. 30 goals a season just between two wingers. I mean, it's just, you can't even begin to think what that would, how much would benefit from that nowadays. It's yeah. just mad. We were so blessed to have our, these players. It's just, I never, never took it for granted, and that's a good thing. I, remember, I distinctly remember saying, I was sat, um, um, I was in the um, North Bank in, uh, when was it, late 90s, uh, I can't remember what, uh, 97 I think it was, and just, it was just when, um, not long into the Wenger era, and the football I was watching, I remember saying to myself and my mate, I'm not going to ever take this for granted. And this was really early days of Wenger. So I'm not going to take this for granted because the, all the crap I went through and yeah, watching Arsenal under Terry Neal and, and mm. stuff like that, just, I, it was really bad. And um, I couldn't believe what I was watching at that point. Because, I mean, it got given an honourable mention to um, Petit. I loved watching him in midfield as well. Really grateful. Uh, Kenny Sant- Kenny Sant- 
Yeah, poor guy. Incredible left back, and mm. what sad news we've had about him this week. He, he was yeah. brilliant. Great, great left back. Um, oh, I, do you know what as well? Paul Davis. How can I not get Paul Davis in there? <laughs> oh, Paul Davis, Mickey Thomas. Oh, dear. Um, what was it? How can I Paul Davis? I've got enough space. I'm going to have to do a sub bench, aren't I? Mm. As well. It's a good idea for a show, actually, just do a show that will get a few, a few of us on and just compare our, do our own teams and then do one vast one with their players. And at the same time, have a little discussion about the players and what they did and the honourable uh, mention and all that. Paul Davis, right, would be probably the it, one of the best midfielders in his position in Europe at the moment, if he was around now at his peak. He was a sensational player. He was a proper, what you call box-to-box, in days when you could get tackled from behind, kicked to left, right and centre, not even get a, a yellow card. Uh, you know, he went through all that, uh, the terrible 80s where, you know, there's a load of racism about. He used to get so much grief. Mm. And he came through it, just came through it all, you know. That's what he's so... I would absolutely do anything to find out what um, Glenn Cockrell said to him. That day, because that was so out of character for Paul Davis when he when he broke his jaw, and he got mm. that ended his uh, pretty much ended his England career immediately. What did he get a nine games at the time for doing that? But that that was not mm. Paul Davis. He he, he took everything. Mm. Um. Anyway, so yeah, Paul Davis has got to go on the bench. Um. Steve Bold got to go on the bench because he was a brilliant defender. He was actually loved him, so really underrated. Um, and I probably have Key, I probably have Keown on the bench as well, maybe because he was just he was brilliant. Um, mm. definitely Limpard as well. Um, yeah, I mean, all sorts. Uh, in the chat saying, "Remember, remember to." The telepathy between Rocky and Michael Thomas as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, did I say Kenny Sampson on the bench? Can yeah, because you mentioned Sampson, yeah. Um, there's so many going around in my head, I just don't want to miss that obvious one. There's a few here from John, he's mentioned. Overmars, Perez, Parler, Lundberg. Oh, Alan yeah. Smith, Smith's been mentioned as well by Brownie. Brilliant. Again, absolutely underrated um, striker. In fact, I probably would have Alan Smith. I used to love one. Well, I still love Alan Smith, but I think I would actually have him on the bench. So under, I mean, three mm. three golden boots, winning gold in our only major. Well, it's not our only. We've got the Bears Cup as well, which is it's our only you know, proper European final that we've won mm. great goal scored mm. um, yeah probably have him up front but you've got there's mm. it's too many Ray Parler was, how can you leave out Ray Parler yeah as well you know what a great player I mean he would he is the epitome of what we needed on the pitch again on Sunday he would literally run for a brick wall for, for Arsenal he would do anything mm. the last you could, out. you could imagine Ray Parler 
playing through the pain barrier and literally having to leave the pitch on on his hands and knees. He wouldn't got mm. a thing on the pitch. He would just give everything. So, oh, God, that's too many. Um, goal, I mean, like a goalkeeper, I'd, I'd, one player, goalkeeper I absolutely loved was, and I still love, is uh, Chesney. I'd probably have him on the bench as a good sub. Just, just, yeah, he was a pro- <laughs> He was one of these, um, you know, foreign players that came in and just just became a gooner, didn't he? He's, he's still a gooner now. He's like, he got it straight away to be yeah. what it's like. We you know? came at a young age, didn't he? He came in for the youth, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Fabregas. I mean, Fabregas. I mean, um, and as much as people, you know, absolutely despise him now, when you saw the best of um, Van Persie as well, even yeah. uh, what I mean, he's just an outstanding player that, that he scored. I mean, what? Mm. I mean, I wouldn't put him in just because of what happened afterwards, but he's, he, you know, he's one of our greatest for yeah. generation, really. I mean, you've got, I don't know. Um, one of the most gifted players as well of this of this current generation. Absolutely, I mean, another career that was. Uh, I mean, imagine if uh, he he didn't have the injuries he had, and we had not just a one and a half, two good seasons of his prime. Imagine if we had like the four or five that he could we could have had out of him. Mm. That could have been a difference easily of us winning another league. Um, I mean, uh, Camper Cat and also the media saying, "Ask oh, keep conceding goals." They did. Yeah, we did concede the goals tonight. But the main thing tonight was we won. We kept obviously the European side of things. We won tonight. Obviously, we need to fucking sort that in the league, but that's another matter. I mean, there's never mentioned Mark Overmars as well. Overmars, uh, just uh, just frightening. I mean, to be fair though, it, he wasn't with us for long, and it took him quite a while mm. to get going. He didn't mm. hit the ground running over Mars. It took him quite a while. So we probably, I think, it, how long was he with us? About eight, yeah. wasn't he? This for two years. 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 He left in like, he left after Euro 2000, not Euro 2000, after the uh, UEFA Cup in 2000. Uh, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe three, maybe it was three. I don't think he's much more than three years. Something like that. But yeah, you know, he was just electric, wasn't he? And, mm. uh, the, one of the fastest players I've ever seen in my life um, on the football pitch. Mm. But um, I don't know. Uh, Sam, what about yourself? Uh, All time eleven. I think I've. I've yeah, I mean, I've. I've Must have named. Yeah, I just, I just go off the top of my head, basically, players that I've sort of really liked. I'm, I'm clearly missing people. Because you know you can sit all day, can't you, and go through all the greats and everything? But yeah, the only the only one that may may sort of swap, which is which is sounds mad uh, from my initial eleven, because I think they they come to me very very quickly those players. But just on personal feeling and because of the time that I spent growing up and and falling in love with Arsenal, is whether I would swap Vieira for. Paul Davis because of, because of the way he made me feel back in my youth. But, but it, clearly, Vieira was 
an overall much better player. Liam Brady as well. Yeah, but I didn't. I uh, wasn't lucky enough to properly mm. see him live. It, he'd left. Um, oh, yeah. I, I started supporting him when I was seven, which was 1980 properly, mm. and left um, the season that the end of that season. Um, I think it was. So I, I wasn't lucky enough to actually watch him, but he was a brilliant player. I, I, I wish I could have seen him more. Yes. Oh, sorry, Sam, you're going to give us a solid team as well. Yeah, so based on my experience, really, and I, you know, I've, I don't go back as far as uh, Andrew, but um, when I was growing up, you know, players I, I grew up with and, and uh, yeah, cherished that going up through until recently. I mean, at my 11, again, you know, there, there are players, of course, that I'm going to be missing out that I could choose. You know, it's, it's really, really hard to pick an 11, isn't it? But just based on what I'm thinking right now um, on players that, you know, really loved watching and, you know, had a big impact, I would say, well, first of all, I think David Seaman, you know, is, is the one. Um, I think you have to go back a long time if, you, if you're going to start mm. challenging him. Mm. Um, my right back is probably going to be Lee Dixon. Because I, I just thought he was fantastic, you know. I was started to watch Arsenal. Uh, my left back is going to be Ashley Cole. I know he turned into a twat, but my God, how, how fantastic he was before that whole, you know, Chelsea Welcome, rubbish. Yeah. Uh, my two centre backs again here. You know, there's lots of good choices, but for me, it's got to be Tony Adams and Sol Campbell. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because Tony Adams, you know, cap, best captain we've probably ever had, one of the best players we've ever had, and Sol Campbell, just what an am- amazing, you know, athletic, powerful player, you know, and mm. what, a, what, a, what, you know, what, what an addition he was to our team when we managed to get him. Um, midfield, uh, the two, I'm going to go four four two basically, just keep it classic. So uh, the two in midfield, Vieira, I just can't go beyond him because he's the one of the one of the iconic players in my time, um, so I just can't go beyond him. Uh, his partner in midfield again here. This is where it gets very difficult because there's so many good choices. Uh, but for me, I would, I'm going to have to go with Fabregas just because of how incredible he was. You know, a young age, yeah, exploded on the scene, influential. You know, pulled the strings from midfield. What an amazing player! Young from a very young age as well. Just amazing. Yeah. Um, left wing, I have to go for Overmars. Uh, just I know he wasn't with us long, but the guy was just amazing for me. Um, uh, that, that speed, that power, you know, the, uh, the, the just how influential he was in that short period of time when he played well, you know, uh, Old Trafford and all that. You know, the, no one could beat him on that left side. He was just, he was just completely, you know, he, he, he would scare the crap out of any defender. No, no defender could match him at all. Mm. No right-sided defender had a chance against him. I think every right—I think every right-sided defender pissed their pants every night before meeting him. Um, then on the right-hand side, this is where it gets tricky for me because there's a few really good alternatives there on the right-hand side. Um, I know Parler is a great choice for me as well, just because he was just such a solid workhorse and underrated, so underrated mm. for what he did. Um, you know, I know Perez is really left-sided and that, you know, again, you know, another great player. 
for me, <laughs> I just loved him so, so much for me. He's got to be Jungberg. Jungberg, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the way... He, I mean, that guy, that guy came from Sweden. From, a uh, from, from, yeah. He came from Sweden, from, 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 from Holmstad in Sweden. Not, not a top, top club in Sweden. You know, like a mm-hmm. pretty decent, not great club in Sweden. And, what, and basically, he comes in and, and, and lobs Fabian Bartes, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> it's incredible. And I've never seen, I've never seen a player time runs into the box like he could. Mm. You know, the way he timed no, those runs, all those goals he got, he was so intelligent with those runs and he got so many goals from doing that. What a you know, fantastic, smart, intelligent player. And right character as well, you know, with all his coloured hair and all that. And but he loved Arsenal, and he was, you know, he really, he really fought for Arsenal as well. So I've got to have Jungberg there on the right hand side, and then top the two strikers again. You know, how many choices you know are there? There's so many good choices. Uh, but for me, it's got Henri. I just Henri is the man for me, um, the ultimate man in my time for Arsenal. Uh, so I could never ever drop him. And for me, again, I'm going to have to go a bit nostalgic. There's many I could go next to, but it's going to be Ian Wright. Because Ian Wright was my first, let's say, player I really, really loved to watch before, you know, the later players came. Before the Wenger era, basically. Mm. Ian Wright, I loved watching Ian Wright. Um, wow. He's, he's finishing. And I, I still now I enjoy, every now and again, I'll go on YouTube and w- watch a highlight reel, an Ian Wright highlight reel, just to see some of the goals he scored and some of those goals he scored were absolutely incredible. You know, the way he engineered him and, you know, set himself up and he had a, he had, he had a nose for goal and a, you know, a natural finisher, you know, um, unrivaled, you know, absolutely incredible player. And again, so underrated in terms of international level and that, I mean, hardly ever used for England. You know, he was always you know, like with Arsenal players are always bloody, you know, um, uh, fa- you know, you know, those favourites weren't there against us. You know, our so many Arsenal players never got to play that many international games for England that should have. And uh, yeah, Stone and Ian Wright was one of them basically. But yeah, well, what a player! I mean, what a guy as well. What a character! I mean, look, look at him now. He, he he lives and breathes the club, doesn't he? The way he helps mm-hmm. the club all the time and involved mm-hmm. and all that. You know, what a fantastic guy as well. And yeah, so that's, that's my team. That's a, that four four two there is what I've got to go with and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, there's some other players there as well, but yeah, that's that's just what I went for. Um, yeah, on the screen now, yeah, yeah exactly, the yeah. same as mine, apart from Armstrong, isn't it? Yeah. yeah so Sean's gone for Seaman, Dixon, Adams, Campbell, Cole, uh, Paddy, Patrick Vieira, Rocky Perez, Armstrong, Burkamp, and Wrighty. Yeah. This is off saying sorry, Henri can't forgive you for what you do against Ireland. <laughs> see, that's the thing, Burkamp. You see, but it was a real struggle for me between Wright and Burkamp. It's just Wright was just he was there before Burkamp for me, yeah. you know. So yeah, it's just yeah. you know, and then after and then after after Burkamp comes Henri, and I was like, oh no, you know, it's, it's <laughs> so difficult. If I'd have if I had a four three three or something like that, it would be different. But yeah, yeah. How can you leave out? I mean, I've left out Henri. It's that greatest ever goal scorer of all time. I loved Henri. It's just that it's an emotion, though, isn't it, as well? Yeah. It's how players, you feel attached to players, which is why I had to choose Ian Wright. But um, the, the my favourite player of all time, like I said, most all-round complete player, 
but I would I miss to this day. I think about him every day. It sounds really weird, but David Rocastle, I can't get over how much I love David Rocastle when I was a kid. He was my absolute idol. I loved him, everything about him. And, um, you know, you have to leave, leave out so many, uh, players. It's just, there's so many that you, 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 you could choose really. But the best, I mean, the best player I've seen without a shadow of a doubt. Is is Dennis Bergkamp? He's my he's the best player I believe, in my own opinion, that's ever played for Arsenal with his overall technical quality. He's just a absolute. It's just incredible to watch. He's just like there's nothing he can do with the football. It was just uh, beautiful. It was actually beautiful football when Dennis, yeah. Dennis Bergkamp played. Uh, he was just uh, so technically gifted. It's just incredible. But when you choose your best 11s, it's it's about, you know, it's a feeling as well uh, with some of them. It's not just who you think is the absolute best quality, which is why when, you know, when people will go, who's the best player of all time? It's, and and who's the better at, and Ronaldo and Messi? There's no answer Mm. because for me, I don't go about, uh, you know, who's got the greatest stats. Because if you go by stats, Ronaldo is the greatest player in the history of football, basically, yeah. if you yeah. if you go in by what's on paper written down, but the football is not about that for me. It's about watching yeah. it with your eyes and how a player makes you feel when you're watching watching them play. Yeah. That's what football is for me. So there's no answer to who's the greatest of all time. It's, it's who you think because it's all based on opinion. So it's just yeah. pointless having an argument about it. And yeah. uh, for me. I, th- I think the, probably the, the best player I've ever seen in my entire life probably is, is uh, Maradona, but he's not my favourite player of all time. But he's, he's probably yes. one of the, mo- the best uh, players that there ever has been, as far as I'm concerned. But, yeah, there's so many different choices and uh, there's no right or wrong answers, which is the, the greatest mm. thing about football. You know, it's, mm. you can talk about it all day and you'll never get bored yeah. because there's so much to talk so, yeah, it's about feelings, yeah. isn't it? Like feelings you said and emotions and that. And you know the Brazilians. Yeah. There's so many good players are Brazilians, and you know the Brazilians are sort of regarded as the you know the the, the most skillful players and all that. And they have that they have that saying, and they call it the the, the be- they call it the beautiful game, and the, the love the love the love of the game or whatever they call it in Brazilian. They have this saying, you know, that it's yeah. a, you know it's a, football's like a love. You know, you have to love love what you do. You love what you're doing when you're playing football and. It's like you say, it's an emotion, you know. And uh, in terms of greatest players, I'll t- I'll tell you right now, Cristiano Ronaldo and 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 Lionel Messi, they they couldn't polish Maradona's shoes, mate. They just yeah. couldn't polish his shoes. Incredible. Because what Maradona was what Maradona was doing was back in a time when kick when when players could kick gloves out of you, and you didn't get a yellow card, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> that pitch tonight, that pitch we played on tonight. That was regular for him. That was regular. Well, no, that would be good for him. You know, some of them were. Yeah, I mean, it's a one-man team. It's a one-man team. Sums him up. Do you know what sums him up? Uh, Everyone's seen recently, since he passed away, is that uh, two, well, three, four-minute videos when he's doing the warm-up before an actual professional football match. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and his warm-up was when he's doing all those keepy-uppies, dancing at the same time to that ch- music going on in the background. 
Yeah. That is what yeah. football should be about. You know, yeah. that sums football up to me. Uh, and that is why he's the greatest for me because uh, it just, it's just phenomenal. You know, in the way that he, the ball became part of him almost, you know, it just, uh, he could do anything oh, he wanted. Incredible. Well, he and, just uh, saw the way he dribbled, dribbled around teams, didn't he? He dribbled, he dribbled the whole England team. Mm. He loved football. Absolutely. It's the only place he felt happy was on the football pitch, wasn't it, really? Mm. And, uh, you know, you could tell that. It, it, it just showed, but in that clip, it sums it all mm. up, really, uh, that mm. warm-up. And that's why I think he's the greatest player of all time. It, you know, for me, Messi... Outstanding, incredible, whatever. You, know, you can use all the words possible, but he hasn't got any personality as far as I'm concerned. He doesn't, I don't warm to him at all. And mm. I don't warm to Ronaldo. I think he's a real arrogant twat. But mm. and they, both, they both play in a time, but they both play in a time when they're so protected as well. You know, yeah. you just touch them, they go over to get free kick, get yellow cards. They're protected. You know, there's no real physical play today compared to back then. You know, uh, no personality in either of them, as far as I'm concerned. That as well, that as well, of course. You know, nothing you can warm to. Nothing you can warm to. And and uh, sorry, Maradona had that bad side as well as the good side, and and he had a real personality, whether you like it or not. Mm. And he made him special, as far as I'm concerned. You know, you like it. Yeah, I mean, what everyone did, liked what, what he did at Napoli, what he did at Napoli was second to none, wasn't it? I mean, he, mm. he took a, basically a second-rate Serie A team. And, 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 and you look at the teams he played against, you've got, you got the AC Milan team with Rijkaard, Hullet van Basten, you know, Baresi. You've got that team. You've got the Juventus team as well. And basically, you know, with Platini in it, it was towards the end of his career, but still there. And, you know, and... Uh, you know, and he just comes in and now he bosses it. And basically, as a one-man team, they win. They win the Serie A ahead of uh, ahead of AC Milan and Juventus. I mean, it's yeah. absolutely it was, what he did there is incredible. It was the equivalent of um, a player coming in from abroad at a young age and joining Crystal Palace and yeah. getting them to win the league tw- twice. Mm. Exactly, influential. Or yeah, a team around that sort of you know, mid to lower part of the table that have never won the Premier League. It's equivalent of that, basically, uh, what he did at Napoli. And they've never done it since. And that says it all, really. Uh, Twice. Twice. And and no one can say he virtually, you know, didn't single-handedly win the World Cup for Argentina as well. Oh, that's when he, 86, that was his year, wasn't it? Yeah. He did that with with Napoli the season after and... And, and that's the, why uh, you can't argue with Ronaldo. That's why you can't argue about Ronaldo uh, because of what he's done for every club he's played for now. Mm. And he's... What's frozen again? Oh, okay. You hear me? He did the same for Portugal with the uh, Euros as well, didn't he? Mm. Um, yeah. And he's he won it for Portugal, it. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he still... I remember, so, the of, remember he had to come off in... Remember he had to come off injured and he was the coach at the end as well. He was, he was, he was coaching as well, remember? He was like the manager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's why, uh, honestly, on paper, he is, I believe, the, the greatest footballer of all time when you work out all of his achievements. It's, it's staggering. But, football, football, like I said, you know, it's just like a real bad cliche, but football isn't played on paper, is it? 
and it, and that's what not what football should be about. It's about the whole package, you know, and how they make you feel when you watch them. Well, I just so, agree. I disagree with you on Ronaldo. If you look at it, Ronaldo versus Messi, I just agree with you because I think I think I, I think I do agree with you because Ronaldo, for me, he's just done more than Messi. He's just done more. He's he's done it. In, yeah, he's done it in more. several. He's done it in several leagues. Uh, he's done it with a national team. Messi still hasn't done it with Argentina, has he? I mean, you, no. he, uh, you know, Ronaldo, Ronaldo's done it for Portugal, won the Euros in Portugal, actually won them the Euros. And, uh, you know, it's just a different level for me, really, um, overall. And and he can also head the ball. The guy's an amazing header as well. Messi's not really good on his head, so he's got that dimension to it as well. But anyway, he's a fantastic, fantastic player. Exactly. But there's... Yeah. Far more people, I would bet, and I'm not. I'm literally guessing this, and so I'm probably wrong. But I would, I would guess that more of a percentage would say that Messi is the better player, simply because he was born a brilliant player. If you know what I mean, it's natural. It's like a Maradona type of skill that he was born into. Whereas I think that Ronaldo. Wasn't it, oh, clearly he was born brilliant player, but mm. he has worked harder, mm. much harder to get to where he is because it's not quite so natural. Do exactly. You know I mean? Oh yeah. Which he's is, worked really is hard far more respectable. Which is far yeah. more respectable. In lots of ways. Oh, he's However, worked hard. He's worked it, hard. He's worked really hard. It's not as not as beautiful on the eye on the pitch, if you know what I mean. As as some as a messy like. Yeah. The way that he moves and glides, and he's more aesthetically pleasing when you watch him play, which is why I think probably, and as I say, I'm guessing, but more people probably uh, towards Messi. Well, yeah, but for me, like neither, see him, yeah. neither of them compare to Maradona because of the way that that, that he loved the game and he had the personality to to match. So, yeah, and he yeah. played, at, and he played at a time when players were doing, doing everything they could to injure him. And he, yeah. he, you know, still he still managed to get around him, and, and he, you know, and influence a whole division. So I mean, that's that that just never, shows you how incredible he was. He never ever rolled around on the floor either, like holding no. his face, or he, like, he got up and carried on. Yeah. He, he, people just literally watched some of the tackles that he used to face. He literally flew through the air, didn't he? Literally went flying. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Literally. Madness. Madness. Actually, he's just, uh, uh, yeah. he was just a one-off. Really, was a one-off. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I know. I mean, you got Pele as well, which we haven't even discussed. But he's got all <laughs> I mean, his record where he, but he virtually won two World Cups. Uh, yeah, carrying the the, the money shot. But then again, you know, you look at the. Uh, you mentioned earlier that uh, Brazil, like in the eighty-two, when. It was that uh, Paolo Rossi game when um, it was Italy three Brazil two, mm. uh, where Rossi got the hat trick, and um, it's one of the best games I've ever seen in my life. And th- that Brazil team, I mean, I absolutely loved them. And we we after that game and stuff in that World Cup, we used to go down the park, me and my mates, and we used to try and do all the flicks and tricks that the Brazil team were doing. I remember Socrates did a. a I think it's like a rainbow flick where he just flicked it up with his, with his feet and it went over his head mm. and he just sort of tracked it and carried on sort of thing. And we we spent days and days trying to recreate that down the park, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
love absolutely love that Brazil team as well. You know, and uh, they you know they underachieved unfortunately. One of the first, so, one one of the first so good to watch. One of the first. Te- I mean, I, I I started watching TV on telly where I actually understood what I was watching. Right, right, about ninety one, ninety two, about that, about ninety two, just about the start of the Premier League, and so my first World Cup, and that's another thing. Um, someone said to me the other day, and I, I don't know, I don't know who it was, but um, they said, you know, your first, your first I think it was, I think it was Brown, 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 you know, he's always Bobby Brownie. I think it was Brown. He says your first World Cup is always the most special. You know, the one, the first one you remember. Is the most special as a spectator, you know, you know, watching on TV mm. or whatever. And and I must agree because the first, the first World Cup I saw was the, was the America, the one in America in '94. Uh, and yes, you can say it wasn't maybe the best World Cup, you know, from a neutral perspective and blah blah blah. But it was the first one I saw in, in, in its entirety on TV. And and I'll tell you what, that Brazilian team, I loved watching them. They were incredible to watch that Brazilian team. In the '94 World Cup, with with Bebeto, Bebeto and Romario up top, you know, and you had Dunga, oh. yeah, Dunga, you want to, Dunga is best. I'll just say one thing. Yeah, do you, do you want to make do you want to do something that makes you feel really, really old? <laughs> Bebeto's son, Bebeto's son, now plays for um, our team in Portugal, and it's the one. That, that where he did that in that World Cup oh, yeah. you're on about. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't even he was just he was just born then and he's now yeah. playing professional football in Portugal. Yeah, amazing. Somewhere. Amazing. How, how old does that I mean literally that's where amazing. that came from. Anyway, well, sorry to sorry to put in. No, listen, I, I listen, that's that's great. Because I do like you say I remember that famous uh, celebration yeah. amazing, you know, and it was just that was the first time I really got my eyes on Brazil because everyone's talking about Brazil, 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 Brazil. You know they're the best. You know, oh, you know, fantastic. And I remember watching. it, I was like, yeah, these guys really are good. You know, and what a team yeah. they had, and they, you know, I mean, that, Italy and all that. But yeah, for me, I mean, I, I know you're uh, you're too young for it, but if you ever got a loose end and you want to look have a look at that 82 brazil team i, I will I'll look, look it up i'll look it up it's no comparison uh, you know some of the players like zico and um socrates the real socrates yeah uh, <laughs> and, and uh, was plato playing for greece <laughs> it's just uh, honestly they, they were like Aristotle's. for me for me they were like the Harlem Globetrotters of, of yeah, I've heard about that team. Uh, I haven't had Beautiful the pleasure team. of seeing them. Uh, I, I, I do want to definitely. I will definitely get around to doing it though because I want to see that definitely. Uh, but, mm. but the weird thing is, because right, uh, I do remember watching um, the '82 World Cup, and I do uh, the one I really remember as well is the. 86, obviously, the Maradona. Mexico, The worst, I mean, and for me, that's still the greatest, but like you said, it's a, I was old enough to really get it submerged into it. But yeah. the 1990, every English person really has got, you know, one of the, the greatest World Cups of all time for the England team and that. It was actually one of the worst World Cups I've ever seen. 1990. <laughs> Apart from like the England run to the semi-final, uh, which everyone remembers in this country, obviously. But 
the actual overall World Cup, I think it was, it was actually really, really crap. People have got yeah. back wrong memories. I think it was the lowest number of goals scored in yeah, a World I think Cup. That's what it was. Yeah, I think it was a very, very low number of goals. Yeah, I think you're right about that one. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I mean, the part. It's the only. Everyone looks back on it fondly because of world in motion and new order. You know, John Barnes rapping yeah. and, and England. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and that makes you think it was a great World Cup, but it actually wasn't. It was rubbish. Nah. Um, I, I remember people say that. You're not the only person who says that. That ninety mm. was a bad one, yeah. as from a new, from a neutral perspective. Yeah. Right. 96, Euro 96 was my favourite tournament. Oh, uh, that, was that, magic, was that was magic. That was because of the, the, the where I was in my life at that point. I was, um, I was just, I was literally on the final, uh, uh, two months after it finished, I was flying off to go travelling for a, a couple of years around the world. And it was that I was excited about that. It was a beautiful, beautiful hot summer, if you remember. Mm-hmm. And every every single pub was packed with people all seemingly in a brilliant mood at the same time. Yeah. The whole yeah. country was in a good mood that summer, and it was a beautiful summer weather-wise. If only, and if only Gaza, only Gaza yeah. had fewer pies, fewer pies, and drank fewer beers, he could have got his toe on the end of that cross in the oh, semi-final. No, no. In the semi-final against oh, Germany. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. What a, that was so sad. Uh, but apparently, well, and, uh, we had a, in the, in the semi final in nineteen ninety, we had a perfectly good goal disallowed. Do you remember? Do you, do you have any recollection of that? David Platt scored a goal which was ruled offside, which wasn't offside. Can you see, there's no VAR. Then there's no VAR. Mm. Why is that? Yeah, but why is that not talked about more often? It gets forgotten, doesn't it? Yeah. Why, why, I mean, no, one, no one even mentions it. No one mentions that, did they? No. To this day, I completely I will stand firm on the fact that that is not offside. It was a perfectly good goal, and it was disallowed. We should have we should have gone through. Mad, oh, absolutely bit, mad, and yeah. we would have won that World Cup. We, we seriously, we would have won that World Cup. I reckon we would have won the yeah, final. Yeah, it's like penalties, but, penalties. We just would have been yeah. terrible at penalties, aren't we? That's, that's the way it's been, isn't it? Terrible, terrible at penalties, <laughs> saving the Euros. Mm. Well, mm. that's mate. I remember oh, watching oh, the Euros oh. on TV again. It was magic, absolutely magic. And that that, that game against Scotland, was, that goal Gascoigne scored against Scotland, wow, what a goal. Fantastic. Mm. Fantastic. It was... Uh, it was just uh, the whole country was in a in the whole atmosphere, in the whole country brilliant, wasn't it? Oh yeah, was Wembley was its finest. You know, Wembley, old Wembley Stadium had its finest then, in the lovely mm. summer heat and all that. And, and then you know, football was really good. England was playing really good football. And, and I remember Seaman. I've always, I've always been a you know, I used to play goalkeeper when I played football. And I was always a big Seaman fan. And you know, what he did that. You know that summer. You know the penalties he saved, and that mm. he was just immense. He was in that in that Euros. Just fantastic. Yeah, just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. That penalty yeah, save from Gary McAllister. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. Mm. That colourful. Remember the colourful the kit he had on as well. Everyone was, yeah. everyone was like, oh, how horrible it is. But I actually quite liked it. You know, it looked quite good. Yeah. Well, this well, one. 80- that's it, yeah, that's yeah. it, yeah. And there wasn't, there, like a pink, wasn't there like a pink one or something like that? 
think so. Yeah. Yeah. The eighty-two, the eighty-two England kits, eighty-two World Cup were the best that we've ever had, and we should go back to them. I'm not even when we had the the stripes across the shoulders, you know yeah. that one, mm. and the 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 away one was even was actually probably my favourite England kit ever. Which was red, and it had it was the same, but it was red with those stripes across the shoulders. Right. And I, I just think oh, I wish England, because you know, it's like a, a real sort of, you know, a resurrection of, of retro kits now. And even like the Arsenal one mm. last season was based on one from the ninety, was it ninety one? I believe it was sort of yeah. loosely based on that, wasn't it? And you know, yeah. The, yeah, going back to the old Adidas roots. And I just wish England would do that as well because that kit was was outstanding. I reckon, oh, really, oh, really good. Oh. But um, yeah, anyway, it's just nice to talk about some good football, isn't it, for a change? Yeah, we just went off on one, didn't we? We went down memory lane, didn't we, for about an hour? So that was good. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from the uh, Europa League games we've had this season, there's not a fact not to talk about, really, is there? It's quite depressing. Um, but, uh, I don't want. Arteta to fail more than anything. I really don't. No one I wants really, to really fail. Don't. No one I wants to fail. Well, there's loads of people that are, are slating him already and they want him out. Right. We've all seen it. Mm. I can't get to that stage, but I uh, I can't deny I've got so many, so many concerns that are really, mm. really, really worrying me. And um, I don't, I just don't see. Once you're in this tailspin, I, I don't see many examples of turning that around from anyone. No. Apart no. from maybe the guy that I... If, if the worst was to happen, this is the guy I wanted, and I put it on Twitter the other day, but Ralph Hasenhutl from Southampton. Oh, yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. He's the only guy that I can think of that has brought a, a, a situation that was so bad and turned it around... And made made the whole thing even better the, than before. Mm. He's, the job he's done that can't be understated. It's he's a very he's very talented manager. Very talented manager. Do you, know, do you know what I I watched? Well, to be to be fair, I watch any team apart from Arsenal now, and I'm jealous at the moment. Mm. Even Fulham, where when they played against Leicester the other week. Even they played really, really quite nice and attractive and attacking mm. football. I could not yeah. believe my eyes. I was no. like, what, what, that's Fulham. And why can't we play like that? But yeah. I tell, I'll tell you what now. One of my favourite teams to watch at the moment, the, for everything that they do, is Southampton. They play brilliant football. And they yeah. they've replaced the, the players that they've lost. They've, you name a player that they've, that they've brought in, it's any kind of... Money, you know, they, yeah. they sold their best player in Hoiberg, and they've yeah. not replaced him. And they, and they are playing really, really good football. Really good football. They work hard. They they attack with real pace and and uh, direction. And when they when they attack, they attack in numbers. Mm. But they 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 really they've got everything sorted. And I've. That's the best example I can see, pretty much the only example, actually, that I can see of, of a manager turning around an amazingly shit situation and making it loads better and getting all the players with him 
And they they would run through brick walls for that manager, that Ralph Hasenhoven. And I, mm. if, if the worst were to happen, I would really want us to go for him, but I can't see it. But I think he would be ideal, absolutely ideal for us uh, if the worst, if if we were going to make a replacement. He's I definitely would, one of the names out there would, for sure. But honestly, I would so much rather go for someone like that than a Max Allegri or a Diego Simeone. Because if you think the if you think the, the football we're watching now is, is boring, then I don't get what anyone says. Then give it a few weeks of, of, of Allegri or Simeone, you'll be wishing again for back to the Wenger days. It's, it'll be really boring. I don't want that. I don't want that for our club. I want attacking, quick, pacey football, you know, hitting teams hard and, and fast on the counter-attack. That's why I, I loved that we built up that reputation. That's yeah. why we still, that is why we can still attract Thomas Partey now because yeah. of that kind of football, because everyone th- relates Arsenal to that kind of football. But we are yeah. as far from that. Uh, we are as far from that as I've ever known, you know, in my lifetime, yeah. we've, we've gone right back to the boring, boring Arsenal, but not, we're not winning games as a boring, boring Arsenal one nil. We are lo- still losing and playing boring football. Hmm. I, there's no, there's no uh, substitute for me for than watching an attacking football. If we lose, but we're playing really good attacking football, we lose to the better team. I've got no issue with it, and I cannot. I can say that hand on my heart, genuinely. If we put every ounce of effort we've got in on the pitch and we go out and try and win the game, not contain the other team mm. and try and stop them from scoring, but if we go and impose ourselves onto the opposition uh, and we really go for it, but we end up losing, I don't mind. I can I can put up with that all the time because I'll still be proud of the team for the effort they've put in. But at the mm. moment, I'm not proud of anything. I'm not attached to... A, only a handful of players, and they're pretty much all youth players, like Martinelli, Saka, Emile Smith-Rowe. Um, I, don't, I don't care what anyone says. I do still like uh, Eddie. I'm hoping that he comes good. Uh, Andrew, I want to say, say something to you. I want affection for him. Yeah, I, I, but I'm not attached to any of the main players, even the manager. I still, I just love Arsenal. Yeah. And I want to I, I just don't. I just want to enjoy watching Arsenal. And at the moment, apart from these games, I'm not enjoying it at all. And I, I'm really worried. I'm really, really worried. No, the club comes really? first, doesn't it? And I was just yeah, the club comes first. It's always the, that's the, the major thing. We've got, not, we've got no loyalty to any any manager or really, really any of the players. Really, it's the club that's the most important. You know, that's, that comes first. The club has to. To, to, to you know to, to do what's best for the club but, but, but when you're talking about those players those young players um I know you're a real fan of Smith Rowe I just want to say I've, I've I've been a supporter of Smith Rowe all the time as well because I remember seeing him when he first burst on you know to, to the first team scene and I just really like the way he plays really really like the way he plays I could see so much potential in him and everyone else just kept slating him off and slating him off. He's been injured and all this, but the, the guy needs a chance. He showed today. He showed today. We need to give him a chance, mm. mate. He's twenty years old. He's not. He's not like wet behind the ears anymore, you know. Yeah. And he's younger than a lot of the 
a lot of the players that are, are across Europe that we everyone's raving about, and even um, Shabozlai, he's mm. the same age, or if not younger than, uh, older than Shabozlai. Mm. And we, I, I, I'm not being funny, right? But everyone's going mad about him because he's having a great season. But a manager is giving him the opportunity to do that. Mm. I honestly, I, I'll put my last penny on the fact that Smith Road could be even better than Shabozlai. I ain't got that mm. much belief in the kid. I remember him from three three years ago. I started watching Smith Road. He made his debut. I think I'm sure it was three years ago. When he was yeah, 17, I've seen it as well. I've, I've, and I'm not, I don't want to blow my own trumpet, but one thing I'm good at is spotting talent in a player. I can see it very, very, very quickly. Yeah, and I think it's, I don't know, it's, it's, I, I wish I'd become a scout when I was younger. I really did. <laughs> one yeah. massive regret. I, I would have done anything. <laughs> but I love watching individuals. I can see real talent in individual players, and change. But um, I, people are raving about Saka. I genuinely believe that Smith Rowe is at least as good as Saka, talent-wise. Mm. Completely mm. different type of player and different position. But I would say, with the regards to when you can see of a future ceiling, they're just they're on about a par for me, Saka and, and Smith Rowe. I think that Smith Rowe could be outstanding. Literally mm. outstanding an England player. And I know if we lose him, I'll be so devastated. And I will, yeah. I don't know. I, I'll, do you know what? I've, I've told this story before. When we sold uh, Robin Van Persie to Man United, I I stopped. I think I couldn't bring myself to watch Arsenal for at least two to two and a half seasons. I didn't watch any games. I was that pissed off. That we basically sold the league for twenty million quid, twenty twenty two yeah. million, and uh, it was just the final straw after selling a few other players in the meantime as well. And uh, when we when we did yeah. that, I would I would have put up with selling him abroad, no problem. It would have hurt me, but if we'd sold him abroad, I could understand. But to sell him to Man United, it was it was a real statement that we'd given up, mm. and. Uh, we knew that it was like we were sticking up for ourselves to the bullies in the playground for so many years, but then one day we we just given up and ended up just giving him the money without being you know so we try and not be punched in the face if you know what I mean. We mm. just thought no, we're not going to fight back anymore, and I, mm. I was that devastated that I stopped watching the club I love for, for over two seasons, and I missed out on all that, and. If we sold players like Smith Rowe now, or just let them go without giving him a fair crack of the whip, and it even goes with Balogun as well. But I think to a certain extent, Balogun is getting bad advice from his coach um, agent. I don't know whether it's all down to him, but um, if we if we don't give them a crack and we let these players go, I will feel similar to when I did when we sold per Van Persie. I will be that upset because what is the point in having a real um, class A, what it's called? Well, not class A. That's the something else entirely. Grade mm. um, <laughs> A Cad Academy. What's the point in having that and putting in all that hard work and, and producing these little gems to just squander them and let them go somewhere else and not even get top dollar? So if if, if we lose a player like him, I would be devastated in to a similar level 
as I was that day we sold Van Persie. So I, I've got, I've got, I've got loads of faith in the kid, and you can see the way he moves around the pitch. He's not a normal young player. He's not. He has got banks of talent, and I, I, I get angry when people say, "No, nah, he's not ready." No, nah. no, he's not ready. He's only, he's a different level above. He he deserves more of a chance because he's got that little extra something. I'm telling you, he's a better player than like I love Joe Willick as well. I, he's got so many uh, attributes that we haven't got in the senior players. And I still think he should be in and around the first team in the Premier League on the bench. And he's a great player to bring on with 20, 30 minutes left. He can cause some chaos yeah. on the pitch. Yeah. And he does. And he, and he saw again today, he had a really quiet, probably poor game for his standards in the Europa League, but he still scored because he was in the box. None of yeah. our current midfielders do that apart from him and Smith Rowe. But Everyone is crying out for us to go out and buy our. I know I'm, I would much rather give six months to Smith Rowe before shelling out. That's what I've been saying. <laughs> I've been saying that the whole time. No one wants to do it. It could be better. Smith Rowe could be better than our. Uh, yeah, exactly. our, sorry. Exactly. And we could we'll spend never know because we never give We could spend fifty million quid on our, and and that's another obstacle in the in the way of, of Smith Rowe giving a chance to prove himself, and it's not on. I mean, I'm not saying we, we've done it yet, but everyone is going out saying, no, we need to buy our because he had a great game against Man City in the Champions League. He's more proven. Well, I don't care. So everyone's got to start somewhere. Yeah. He could be better than now mm. He could be better than Shabazz Delay, but we'll never know because he, he, unless he gets a good run in the first team. Yeah, you never know because he never gets a chance. So, you know, that's it, isn't it? You know, never gets a chance. I really feel passionately about it because I'm... Because of the, the, the generation that I am, I was lucky enough to see Rowcastle, Adams, Ra, um, uh, Thomas, uh, Ray Parler, and all the rest come through into the first team and grow together. Mm. Yeah. Because they all... Thank you. I don't know. Again, a lot of good, good points. Got, sorry, a lot of good points were made. Yeah, and it's, again, it's, I, it's, it's, I'm not saying that, that this group are going to be quite as good as that other group. I'm just saying this before I go because mm. I'm going to go in, in a second anyway. But yeah, up right, who yeah. knows? Who knows? Because we we can see how close uh, Maitland Niles is with with Smith Rowe, how Willick is with Smith Rowe. And, and Ketia and all of them together. They've known each other since they were eight or ten years old. And you can't overstate how much that means when you're playing in a team. You will you will do anything for your mates in, when you're playing and you're that close. So I think it's it's uh, I I would do anything to see those guys play together rather than watching Xhaka and Willian every week. I'm telling you now, I, I'm, I can't take much more of watching those two players play for for Arsenal. Mm. At the moment. And they're going to play on Sunday because they didn't play today, so they're playing Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, do you know what? I'm, I'm not, I'm not uh, writing off Willian just yet, but he needs to be sat down because he's not performing. So he needs to be taken out of the team. Mm. Hopefully, mm. he'll still come good because I don't think you can just drop off a cliff as quickly as he's apparently has. Mm. He, like I said, he, he was statistically one of the best players Chelsea had last season, and they they did want to keep him. So he, he's not crap. But he's not performing, so he shouldn't be playing. 
uh, in the first team. So take him out for now. Hopefully he'll come good further down the line. But why isn't Nelson or someone else or Smith are not playing in his place? I, I mean, uh, it would just give everyone a lift. Hmm. Crying out loud. Anyway, I'm sorry my rant's over, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you can see, it, it, it really matters to me. It really does. I, and I, and I, I just don't... Yeah, well, anyway, I'm going to stop talking now. <laughs> I agree with you. And I, I just want to just quickly say before we wrap up that I agree with you completely, Andrew. This is something I've been saying on my show, on my shows for a while now and and everything. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm very... You know, it's, I, I think that a lot can be done by trying something different with this team. Uh, and that's something that Arteta's not doing, you know, and that, that's that's one of the things I have as a big gripe with Arteta is he keeps doing the same thing again and again and again expecting a different result, which we know is, mm. you know, is is is, 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 <laughs> is a definition of insanity. But anyway, you know, it's, it's and the thing is, I, I say, why not, why not try some of these young kids? Because you don't know if it's going to work or not until you try it. Because everyone say, oh, no, that'll never work. It'll dent their confidence. We won't play any better. Well, how the hell do you know? Have you got a crystal ball? You know, Look at uh, Curtis Jones. You know? Look at yeah. Curtis Jones at Liverpool. Mm. He's taken okay. to it like, immediately. It's, it's as if he's been in the team for ages. Look at that... Um, yeah. Lamp, lamp tea, who's yeah, just going right, yeah, first burst on the scene, yeah, yeah. And look at the other, I mean, there's a number of other youngsters. Look at Mason Greenwood as well, Man United. Yeah. Look at, there's, there's, a, yeah. there's so many examples of youngsters who've been shoved into the first team because of desperation at this at the moment, especially Liverpool, yeah. because of all the injuries they've had. And, and they, they look even better in some cases. I mean, they've not yeah. exactly their form hasn't dropped, has it? Yeah, they've, just, no, exactly. they've taken to it. And no, exactly, very good points. And that's what we that's what we need to do. We need to we need to try something different because what is happening now is not working. These players are just completely out of sorts. So we need to just change it and see if these different players, can, you know, the youngsters, can just step up and show the same passion. That they're showing in the Europa League, you know, there's definitely more than what the first team players are showing. And just, just give them a chance. Give them a chance. Yeah. I, I, do you know what it is? I, I, more than anything, probably to do with Arteta, it's it's, it's he's not being brave enough. He needs no. to be brave, and he needs to have the balls to drop these big exactly. players, That's especially exactly. especially the captain Aubameyang. That would deliver yeah. the right message across the whole squad. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No one's That's undroppable. It. That's why he, he needs to give that message out. No one is undroppable. No one is guaranteed a starting place from match to match. At all. Yeah. No matter who you are, if you don't perform, you're out of the team. And it will keep everyone on their toes. And yeah. that's what they need. And I was, I was, I wasn't even really joking earlier. It was a bit tongue in cheek, I must admit. But when I said I would have preferred almost for them to play the full team tonight against Dundalk mm. as a punishment, and play the team that started against Rapid Vienna last Thursday, let them play Burnley. Mm. And it, I mean that would be a massive, massive statement mm. uh, by. It's pie in the sky. It would never happen. But that sort of, I mean, it needs to happen. But in a, in a obviously a, a more reduced 
Ray. Uh, but the top player, I, I think he should pick two or three really key players and and drop them. You know, Willian, Jacker, Bamiyang. Yeah, William, Jaffa, Jaka, Abamyang, drop them out of the team on Sunday and put in three of the youngsters, and yeah. that would really send out the correct message. And yeah. do you know what? If he did that, I would forgive him if we even if, you know we ended up having an arrow loss or a diff- or a draw. I don't. I actually, for the future of the club, I would I would put up with that because that shows me that. Arteta has got the bollocks to turn this yeah. around. It's showing something, isn't it? It's showing something, yeah. If That's he doesn't, and he, and he picks Xhaka, Willian, and Aubameyang, getting, clearly he's going to pick Aubameyang. But he doesn't deserve it at the moment, but he will. But if, no. I would be so proud, actually. I'd actually feel a bit of pride yeah. if, he, if, he, if he had the balls to do something like that. Mm. And drop yeah, exactly. And put in three youngsters. It'll, get, it'll make me really confident for the future that that he is the right man. Yeah, it will show, show he's, what he's, he's showing he's actually trying to do something, right? And yeah, not just doing the same thing and hoping for a different result, which is, is hopeless. Yeah, and he, just one more last point. I promise this is the last point because I'm going to go. But I, if he's got, he, he, everyone knows that he, he wants to play 4 3 3, right? Now, I think he should be playing 4-3-3. Now, he went on to the Spanish media and said he, he's five or six players short, to, so he can't. Hey, bullshit. You know, get it installed now. Get it in. Well, he should have done it before now, but just get the whole team playing 4-3-3 now. We have mm. got the players to do it, but they are a few of them are some of the youngsters that we're enjoying watching. So put them in, and if they don't, if they don't rise to the challenge, fair enough. But it doesn't mean that you can't play, and that whole squad could get used to playing the way that he wants this, this system that he is so passionate about playing. So get it installed, and get it amongst all the age groups, and play the way you want to play, Mikel. Because you're never too far away from a transfer window to start replacing players one by one. Hmm. and strengthening the areas that need strengthening. But don't let it stop you from playing the way from now. Because who knows, three or four youngsters that he uh, that have to come in to play to the way, uh, to the style that, that suits him, they may well just take off and, and just run with it and become outstanding players quickly. They might surprise us. And and go the way of Curtis Jones or Lamp T or one of the other ones that are doing exceptionally well at the moment. That might just surprise you, Mikel. That might be good enough. They might rise to the challenge, but we won't know that. So just go for it. And if they do need taking out, then you can bring back one of your your older favourites later. Get after a few games if they if they're not rising to the challenge, bring back your El Nani or Xhaka or whatever. Bet fine, but give them a chance to prove themselves to you. And, and play the way you want to play. Because we let's face it, we're all sick of it at the moment. We're sick to mm. death watching the matches in the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're right. And with that, I'll go wrap things up, guys. It's been, what, nearly three and a half hours. We actually won, uh, won tonight. Did the uh, 100%, which I expected from the, from the start, to be honest, when the draw was made back in whenever it was, back in September, whenever it was. So six six wins out of six. 
It's nice to group now that the draw Monday, which is apparently going to be to at midday. So they'll be doing a live stream for that sort of a live reaction to whoever we get and see how, how it pans out, basically. Um, Sam, where can people find you? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, you can follow me on Sam Greenwood TV here on YouTube. I do mostly late night, late evening Arsenal chats about what's going on at Arsenal, latest games, upcoming games, issues, etc. I also do some quizzes. Um, mm. And, uh, and I'm also on your guys' channels as well, doing watch-alongs and other stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's always fun. And, uh, yeah, so if you can check out my channel, Sam Greenwood TV, subscribe, have a look. I'll be greatly appreciative of that. And uh, thanks again for having me on. It's been great. Yeah, no problem. And Andrew, what yourself? Um, sorry, what was the question? Where can people where can, where can find your YouTube channel, podcasts and social media? Oh, yes, thank you, yeah. Well, firstly, thanks for having me on again, and apologies for my rant, but um, <laughs> I, did, I did get it off my chest. But uh, yeah, it's from Dial Square to Where YouTube channel. Please, uh, again, yeah, it'd be great if you could uh, give us a uh, give us a try if you like it. Give us a su- subscribe, and uh, at from Dial Square on Twitter. Uh, thanks ever so much again for having me. On. Thank you for listening to From Dial Square to Air. Please help us grow by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and following the show on your preferred podcast platform. Please also visit our Facebook page, our Twitch channel and of course our YouTube channel, and whilst you are there, please subscribe and hit the notification button so you don't miss any upcoming shows. Please also press the like button on the video so we can get recommended by YouTube to other Arsenal fans all around the world. See you soon. Can anyone catch them, do you think? Uh, yes, of course. Bring them on army. Bring them on army. Bring them on army. Yeah, unbelievable. We didn't expect that. Arsenal fingers, bring them on army.